Welcome to this podcast brought to you by Pointer, the school for journalists. This is Roy Peter Clark, the author of Writing Tools, 50 Essential Strategies for Every Writer. And you're listening to the podcast version of tool number 49, Learn from Your Critics. Tolerate even unreasonable criticism. I've saved one of the hardest lessons for near the end. I don't know anyone who enjoys negative criticism, especially of creative work. But such criticism can be priceless if you learn how to use it. The right frame of mind can transform criticism that is nasty, petty, insincere, biased, and even profane into gold. This alchemy requires one magic strategy. The receptive writer must convert debate into conversation. In a debate, one side listens only to find a counter-argument. In a conversation, there is give and take. A debate ends with a winner and a loser. A conversation can conclude with both sides learning and a promise of more good talk to come. I long ago made a resolution that will sound like an impossible task. I never defend my work against criticism. Not defend your work? That sounds as reasonable as not blowing out a match as it burns toward your fingers. The reflex to defend your work is a force of nature, the literary equivalent of fight or flight. Let me offer a hypothetical example. Let's say I've written this news lead out of a city council meeting. Here's the lead. Should the Seattle police be able to peep at the peepers in the peep shows? Now say I receive this criti criticism from an editor or teacher. Roy, you've got much too much peeping going on here for my taste. You've turned a serious story about privacy into a cute play on words. I was expecting little Bo Peep to show up any minute, ha ha ha. Such criticism is likely to make me angry and defensive, but I've come to believe that argument is useless. I like all the peeping. My critic hates it. He prefers a lead such as, quote, the city council debated whether the Seattle police should be able to go undercover as part of an effort to see whether adult businesses are adhering to municipal regulations of their activities. My critic suffers from omnivorous solemnity. He thinks I suffer from irreversible levity. One of the oldest bits of wisdom about art goes like this, and please excuse my Latin. De gustibus non est disputandum, meaning there can be no arguing about matters of taste. I think Moby Dick is too long. You think abstract art is too abstract. My chili is too spicy. You reach for the Tabasco. What, then, is the alternative to a Donnybrook? If I don't fight to defend my work, won't I lose control to people who don't share my values? Here's the alternative. Never defend your work. Instead, explain what you are trying to accomplish. So, Jack, I can see that all that peeping in my lead didn't work for you. I was just trying to find a way for readers to be able to see the impact of this policy. I don't want to let the police action get lost in a lot of bureaucratic language. Such a response is more likely to turn a debate, which the writer will lose, into a conversation in which the critic might convert from adversary to ally. In summary, number one, do not fall into the trap of arguing about matters of taste. Number two, 
Do not, as a reflex, defend your work against negative criticism. 3. Explain to your critic what it was that you were trying to do. 4. Try to transform arguments into conversations. There you have the podcast version of tool number 49. Learn from your critics. Tolerate even unreasonable criticism of your work.